Welcome to my basement, everybody. I've got a very special episode planned for you today. I'm here with my friend Johnny Millennium from the Happy Console Gamer Show. Hello, sir. I am so happy to be here to talk about movies. I know. We're going to do talk. We're, we're going to talk about the 2017 movies that we are most excited about. Uh, so we've got some really big heavy hitters. Of course, Star Wars Episode Eight is the one that we are mo both most excited about. We oh, can't yes. wait for this thing to come yeah. out, but I will let you have the honors of talking I'm about, talking about the, Star Wars, and you can tell us the other, because you're gonna do five, I'm gonna do five. So, so are we gonna start with Star Wars? Or we yeah, we'll start with Star Wars, man. I am so hyped for episode eight, but I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm terrified because episode seven was a bit of a, it was a bit of a reboot, mm -hmm. which was wonderful. It was nice to see a brand new uh, Star Wars movie that way. But that sets up episode eight that it has to do something brand new. Yeah. It has to be its own original story. We've handed over the torch now to the next cast and we love the new cast, they're amazing. But the next story has to stand on its own. Yeah. And trust me, I, I really believe in Ryan Johnson. He's a great director, yep. Looper and all those other movies he's done. But it's also scary. It's like, will it be as good? Are you, are you afraid at all? <laughs> no, I'm not. And I feel yeah. like the uh, what's happening now, these, these movies are industries unto themselves. You know, there's so many people that are uh, chaperoning these things. And we know about the reshoots that happened with Rogue One and look yeah. at how well that, that uh, you know, that the outcome of that film yeah. because of that extra love and attention. I think we're going to see the benefits of that too. I know that Ryan Johnson had to do some re-editing uh, on his script when he saw the new scrap, uh, script revisions coming out of Force Awakens and right. some of the editing stuff that J.J. Uh, Abrams figured out in post-production, yeah. uh, probably relating to the parentage of uh, Rey. Yeah. Uh, so they have to kind of answer some of those mysteries for us. But no, I feel like the gatekeepers and the and the uh, the caretakers of the Star Wars lore. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and that, that whole yeah. collection of people internally mm -hmm. at Lucasfilm and Disney um, are handling this stuff with real love and real, I mean, look at the Rebels show. The Star Wars yeah. Rebels show is fantastic every week, you know, and that, they could have really dropped the ball. They were in the transitional period of selling to Disney and they, they scrapped all of what they were gonna do with Clone Wars and they kept going with uh, yeah. with Rebels and uh, they knocked it out of the park again. It's another, it's another great show. It's a great part of the lore. The comics sure. have been great. I feel like this team is on fire and they're doing really great things. So I'm not nervous, but I am excited as hell. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see uh, you know what happens with Luke Skywalker brought into the fold. Oh, yeah. When I see pictures of Mark Hamill the, over the last year or so, it looked like he started to get into pretty great shape. Yeah, got the beard going yeah. on. I know. But the interesting thing about Episode Eight is fully written by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. He and they've given him full control. Said you go for it. Yes. And I just hope we get some of the humor, the J.J. Abrams humor, and some of the character interactions. I because if you watch, I just watched Looper as a bit of reference for his movies. Yeah, there's not a lot of humor in that, no. and I'm not saying that he can't do humor. Yeah, but I really hope they continue the humor. There aspect. was some dark humor dark in Looper. Humor. Yeah, in Looper, yeah, for sure. you know, and there was some yeah. stuff where you're like, you couldn't help but laugh. And that yeah. was a powerful movie. Holy crap, that was yeah, an incredible yeah. movie. Uh, but what I think is different now from, you know, obviously with with George Lucas doing. The, the totality of the creative uh, sort of script writing on the prequels is that, and he shouldn't have done that, you know, clearly. You know, so much was, uh, you know, sort of let down 
by the fact that he had so much sort of, uh, you know, Unbe utopian dude, control. Yes, yeah, you know? yeah, they're, they're, everybody yeah. was a yes man to him. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wanted to keep their jobs. So, but all of these creators that are becoming involved with Star Wars yeah. now, they grew up with this, you they're know, fans. myth. They yeah. love it and they know what happened with the prequels. They know their responsibilities. They feel great love and great admiration and Rogue respect. One, exactly. You know, yeah. they just want to honor everything. They want to build the, the sandbox world for us. So, yeah, I think I, I couldn't be more excited about oh, that. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited about episode yeah. eight, but I'm always a little bit afraid. Like, yeah. going, into, like going into episode seven, this was like, I was oh. walking down the road with my wife to see the movie. Yeah. And she's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I, I'm just, I was so nervous. I was like a cat, like, yeah. Eh. yeah. This like, and even what, during the movie, uh, watching The Force Awakens, it was silent in the yeah. movie. Not yeah. one person said a thing. And I was tense yeah. all the way through it. And then I all of a sudden went, Okay, good. It's better than the prequels. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after a bunch of watchings, I love the movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm just looking forward to Luke Skywalker. We get to find out what he's been doing. The first Jedi Temple. Yes. Oh my God. There's so much excitement. I'm just. Uh, there. I'm just psyched to see Ray Rocket. You oh, know, yeah. like she's she's, she's an incredible best. character, yeah. and Daisy Ridley is such a phenomenal actor. Yeah. I, you know, obviously, I'm excited about Poe and, and Ben. I, and yeah, I'm starting yeah. like to, and see BB-8 back on screen, and and Princess uh, General Leia. Yeah. You know, which it's gonna. Be kind of it's going to be very unusual, emotional, yeah. and we're going to. I wonder what you know. We're all curious if if, if we're going to see her at all in episode nine or how they're going to handle that. Write her. I know. It's, it's, Maybe it's they'll use some of it in eight and nine. About. I know. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. really unfortunate. Is was she supposed to be in episode nine? I heard that she was. She's supposed to have a bigger yeah. role in nine mm -hmm. than I know. eight. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything from because we read a lot of spoilers and we don't want to win for you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely episode eight. I'm excited about it, but scared. I can't wait. I'm not yeah. scared. I've, I'm 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 excited. I I I am a little bit uh, already emotional thinking about that oh, being yeah. the last time that we see Carrie Fisher on screen. Ah, uh, that is intense. Ah, all right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take one from from my list. I'm gonna talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Tom Holland is our new Spider-Man, and we've only seen a real tiny glimpse of him in uh, the Civil War, in yeah. Marvel. Uh, yeah, Captain America: Civil War, which was yeah. phenomenal. He did such a great job. I thought he was good because Peter Parker is the young kid. You yeah. Know? And I thought he really captured the youth of that character. Yes. Like, I, I know we've never talked about it, but I grew up web of Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man to death. Me, me too. I really did. Yeah. So it's, when I saw his character, I'm like, they kind of got Spider-Man right. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like I, it. They, yeah, they kind of, uh, they, they took the hipness out of him that I think, you know, Andrew Garfield, as much as he could create the uh, the, the sort of pensive and, mm -hmm. the, and the, the, the inner sort of turmoil of Peter Parker, outwardly, he just looked too cool. You know, yeah. he was a skate Border and he just looked like he had too much going on. Yeah. And I feel like Tom Holland does look like a bit of a neb and, think, and a little yeah. bit of a nerdy type of dude that's are, getting are, thrust are you, into are this. Are you nervous about this movie? What's, well, what's your concerns going on? My this concern movie? is that they're, you know, they've got the vulture in there played by Michael Keaton, and right away he's in this sort of Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Birdman and Batman. Yeah, and and I right, know. but he's in this armor that looks so much like the amazing Spider-Man stuff, or even stuff that we saw from the Tobey Maguire series, which I still am a fan of. Yeah, I do like this one. So it's going to be weird to compare that to. It's almost like we're in the uh, the Star Wars zone here of like comparing yeah. how many different variations of yeah. Spider-Man we're going to mm -hmm. be. But I, you know, I, I think it's wonderful that they're integrating into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and I love that he's a big part of this movie. 
uh, and you know we're gonna see augmented suits and and cool technology yeah. and Spider-Man kind of growing into the character. Yeah. It's another origin story in a way. But I know. I mean, like this keep rebooting like yeah. uh, like Spider-Man. I talked to my wife all. I'm like, oh, they're rebooting uh, Spider-Man again. It does deflate you a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like especially when it was Tobey Maguire. I got I got really attached to him. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got another guy. Then we've got another guy. Yeah. And the audience is gonna feel a little bit. Where are we at with this franchise? I, absolutely, they're gonna yeah. think that. Yeah. He, Spider-Man though is. The, one of the coolest awesome. characters you can ever have anywhere. Just yeah. look at how much he injects yeah. into a movie filled with incredible superheroes mm -hmm. like Civil War, yeah. and then Spider-Man's there, and it's incredible. It's like, he's so fantastic. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I didn't do that. Yeah, he's, he's, no, I, I loved him in Civil War. I thought he was good. Yeah, yeah he's really fantastic. Fun. So that's you know that's one of my many superhero movies that I'm psyched for. Yeah. Oh, I, we're going to get into uh, a good one here. Okay. We're going to go right into it. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my. Did you see it in 1982? I did. Yeah, And my, uh, I was privileged enough that my uncle actually was visiting from Ontario. Uh, who's uh, my uncle Ray, rest in peace. Uh, but he was a really cool guy, and he took my brother and I down to uh, the Seattle Space Needle, where they oh, had wow. an exhibit to show yes. off yeah, all of the Sid Mead production design and artwork, as well as a live prop and, and a live spinner car from the movie set, and all kinds of production design and artwork showing us all of the love and, and effort that went into creating the incredible world of Blade Runner. Yeah, before the movie had come out. So crazy. I got all of this like, oh my God, look at this incredible yeah. aesthetic, look at all of this passion. Yeah. And then I saw the movie and it was, it was all there, it was all realized, yeah. it was all very clear that this was uh, a phenomenal film. A very adult yeah. film. Yes. My dad took me to see it in Ontario, in Toronto, downtown. Yeah. And we went in, and I just kind of remember it was like it just felt like a smoky theater, and we watched it. <laughs> and it just, and I sat there, and I was eight years old, and it was so intense, but it changed my life. Like the graphics, the city scenes, the the characters, the voice noir, which I do like. I do like the voiceover. Uh, the voiceover, uh, yeah. A huge fan. The Atari logo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Atari logo always <laughs> in the background. And yeah. I just was so. I mean, I, I was reading heavy metal back then. Yep. Remember the heavy metal magazine? Absolutely. And I love the science fiction stories and that. And this was like a heavy metal brought to life and then some. It was cyberpunk and I didn't even know what cyberpunk was when I was eight years old. So prescient, so yeah. ahead of its time. So ahead of its time. And like, so, it, so much we are heading to Blade Runner, it's frightening, yeah. you know? And yeah. the fact that it's coming back. Well, that's what I want to talk about too. Yeah. So we had we had Harrison Ford in Star Wars, we had him in Indiana Jones, so we already love this guy. Yeah. All of a sudden he's in this brutal, dark yeah. sci-fi movie. It was just such a cool thing to see him in. And when we came out of the theater, we walked out in the middle of Toronto. Yeah. And I just remember it was like rainy and crappy and I'm like, oh my, is this my future? Yeah. And it was so, and I've seen Blade Runner over a hundred times. I've memorized it. I can do it back and forth. You know, it was Roy Batty's birthday the other day. Yeah. 2016 incept date. Yeah. Um, or 2017 incept date. It was incredible. I thought it was so, Fantastic, and ahead of its time. Well, yeah. the thing that excites me about the sequel is that, yes, it's a bit of, uh, you know, circling back to celebrate something that was marvelous. Yeah. But it's yeah. also with uh, Denis Villeneuve, who just killed it with Arrival. Arrival's a great film. Incredible great movie. Film. Yep. And he killed it with Sicario. Yeah. And this guy is, uh, you know, he's pegged to take on the new Dune, if they make Dune oh, into I'd a love film. That. Yeah. And he's a, he's a visionary, wonderful, intelligent, craftsman of a filmmaker who yeah. really knows how to set up beautiful